Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. Thank you very much for joining me here today. If you are new to the Recover Your Soul community, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you found us. And if you're returning again, I am so honored that you choose to spend your time with me today. For this episode, I've been wanting to talk for some time about this topic because I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I'm having an entirely different conversation with my husband and we're speaking completely different languages. And in the end, somebody ends up saying, you're just a dream killer. I remember when Rich used to say that to me, it literally just would pull the rug out from under me. And I would think, why am I being a dream killer? What do you mean I'm being a dream killer? And then as time went on and our lives progressed, I found myself feeling like I would be sharing my heart and my ideas and he would come back with something else that didn't support those. And I would think to myself, there it is, the dream killer. So what is a dream killer? When I was in a position at a job where it felt like there was conflict about ideas I had a friend come and talk to me that was such a profound moment in my life where she said, well, there's a difference between dreaming and having brainstorming and decision making time. And I thought, oh, wow, that's an actually interesting idea that it's never defined in my relationship and sometimes in my work situations that this is dreaming and brainstorming. Any idea is open time and this is decision-making time. 
So that's what we're going to talk about today. When I think of Rich and I is times when we were specifically working on the house. And we have this little tiny house in Louisville, Colorado. I bought it in 1992 when Rich and I first started dating. It's about 1,400 square feet. It has been completely remodeled by Richard after all these years. But when we first started this whole remodel process, he would have all these ideas. Now, Rich went to school as an architect, so he has ideas because this is what he went to school for. And I had ideas too, but I couldn't really relate sometimes to some of the things that he was saying, which was its own issue. But what I have realized is that when he would be brainstorming ideas, these just kind of wild ideas, I thought that he was deciding something. And then I felt like he was deciding and that I wasn't getting to make a choice, that he was deciding for us. And so twofold, one is I felt left out of the conversation in terms of what we were going to be doing. And two was these ideas sometimes seemed so out there, so wild, so too much for my brain at that exact moment that all I could think of was, how are we going to afford that? Where's the time for that? How is this going to work with this other situation we have at our house? What are we going to incorporate this other project that we had? There was just so many extraneous other ideas and situations that instead of just allowing him ideas and dreaming, I immediately came in as the devil's advocate and wanted to pinpoint all the reasons why that particular idea may not work or why I didn't love the idea. Now, 30 years later, this has been one of our massive issues. So it's only been a couple years that I've had this realization from this one conversation where someone says that one thing in that sense that turns the light bulb on that says, oh, we were speaking two different languages. We were speaking two different languages. He was speaking dream language, and I was speaking reality decision-making language. Since I've had this realization, and we've been more clear about being able to talk about where are we at in this, is this dreaming or is this decision-making, I've noticed that this is all over in my life. This is not only in my relationship, but it continued to be an issue of my own thinking in how I showed up in the workplace. It continued to be how I showed up with friends or in situations where there's a big difference between the dream and the choices, the decision making. So when it came to Rich and I, I'm going to stick specifically with house projects. I want to say that my own self, my lacking self, my unhealthy self had some definite issues with not feeling like I could keep up with these ideas that he had. I also had this predisposition knowledge of myself that I wanted to save him from the hardship and the amount of work that it would take to do these projects, which is interesting because it's not very often that he actually complains about something being kind of a big project. 
he enjoys the project. So this was me on my own terms, my own stuff, my own projection that would grasp onto this idea that I wanted to quote unquote, save him from something that was harder. And it has literally taken me 30 years to give that part up. So when he would have these ideas, instead of listening to the ideas, there's a whole episode on listening. Instead of just being present with somebody and allowing that dreaming to happen, especially if you make an agreement that the two of you are dreaming or the three of you or four of you or five of you, that nothing is off the table. Anything can be on the table. Wild and crazy. I want a complete bouncy house that is constantly in the backyard. You know, something that would be nuts to have on the table. You can say and do whatever you want of what the dream is. We don't allow ourselves to do that because we come from this place where we want to make sure that we can afford it. We want to make sure we have the skill set for it. We want to make sure we have time. We want to make sure that it's doable, that it'll be good for the long-term value of the house or whatever the things are. And every time we stop the dream, the the brainstorming options, we are also closing ourselves off from unlimited potential. And we're putting ourselves squarely in that place that says, I'm going to only think about what I perceive is doable in whatever our contexts are, financial, time-wise, project, whatever it is. And then you look out in the world at the amazing stuff that happens out there and the people that are so inspiring. And it's because they're willing to allow their mind to daydream, to dream big, to have big ideas, to not get stuck in conformity, to not get stuck in the limited thinking that we can have from this space of judgment. And also when you allow space for someone to dream without all of the chatter that's in your own mind that says, I think this is right. I think that is wrong. I think this is right. I like this more. I want that more. You are actually allowing them to be their fullest self. And when you give somebody space like that, they in turn are given permission to give you space like that for your dreams. We spend so much time and energy in our conversations with other human beings, not being present to what they're saying, we are so caught up in already trying to formulate our response. How does this appeal to us? How do we fit in? What do we think? Do I like this? Do I not like this? We aren't even being present with them. And just allowing that blank slate in our own minds that can formulate all these big dreams and ideas and let them be exciting and fun and popping. The energy that can come from that is amazing. And you never know what's going to explode out of that that is something new and different and fantastic. Where do you want to go in the world? What do you want to do for a job? What interests you? If you could do anything, what would it be? These are the dreaming moments. These are the brainstorming moments, not what is totally possible. And then we come out of that into the next phase, which is the more analytical phase, the decision-making phase. 
Now, I know for me that if I've been able to have my poppy brainstorming idea session, that I've had support and somebody being a cheerleader for me in that energy, then it's easier to let go of the stuff that doesn't gel, doesn't fit. And that I'm not coming from a place where there's already some hurt and defensive nature in there that wants to be proved or approved of or is coming from a fear of judgment or rejection. So that having had that place to allow for all that energy to just expand, then can allow you to sort of settle in, settle down, bring it in a little bit, and start to sift through these ideas together or with yourself and find the stream of what is the right thing. To find the place where you're hearing the divine speaking to you versus our ego self that wants this justification or this voice from the outside of somebody else to give us permission. We can listen to that still small voice. And those conversations can also be complicated and difficult. You may be in the decision phase and your dreaming was very different from each other. That one of you wants a huge deck and the other person doesn't want a deck at all. They want to put in a pool or they don't want anything. They don't want to spend the money on it. It feels too much. There's so many different circumstances that happen in all of this. But when we can have our minds be open, when we can allow ourselves to be in a place of communication that is not about cutting each other down, but a being about excitement and joy and wanting to hear the other person's perspective and the other person's side and actually being interested in if I could have everything my way, here's what I would want. And then the other person says, if I could have everything my way, this is what I would want. And instead of competing for who gets what you want, what if you're competing for how you can each have the most that you would like And the other person has the most that they would like. What does that look like? That is a much deeper, kinder, giving place to have a communication, a decision-making process with somebody rather than the fighting for who's right, who's wrong, what's black, what's white. Can we do this? Can we not do this? Making a decision where somebody wins. Now, this is all easier said than done. And I'm talking about house projects, and there's so much more to it than house projects when you're in the world in relationship with your spouse. There's kids and vacations and how you're going to spend or save your money. What are you going to do with your time and energy? What are you going to do with your family time? So when you start having the ability to say, hey, I'm in dreaming mode, can we have sit down and have a conversation about this? And I want it to be in idea mode and not in decision-making mode. It allows for new and interesting communication and thought. And this is for everything. This can be for chores and how people delegate chores in the household. This could be for anything in the world. Because when you start being in a place where you're arguing with the other person in about almost anything, and you notice, oh, they're actually in idea mode, and I'm in decision mode. 
Whoever's in decision mode is the one who's being the dream killer when you're not in the same place. So it's such a fantastic tool. One of the other places that I feel like this awareness is really important is when you are in a place of visualizing and dreaming for what you want next in your life. Now, I know in the past that I had this situation and the problem of I would come up with something that I thought was a really fun idea, and then I would go around and tell everybody all about it. I'm still actually in dreaming mode. I'm not in decision mode at all. I'm in, oh, wouldn't it be fun if I went to culinary school? I would love to go to culinary school. I remember this whole kick that I had way back, probably 20 years ago. It'd be so much fun to go to culinary school. And then First of all, because I was still in idea mode and I wasn't in decision mode, I had people who gave me their opinion about why I shouldn't go to culinary school. Or then you have people who come to you later and say, so why didn't you ever sign up for culinary school? I thought you said you were going to do that. And then I think, oh, I was out there announcing my dreams. I wasn't announcing my decisions or my intentions. I was announcing ideas. And that doesn't allow you to have the space to move those things around and have them work themselves out however the universe is going to bring those to you. Also, let's say you've moved past idea mode and you are in full manifestation mode. You have had clarity of thought about what you want to do. I will use recover your soul as an idea for this. Once it got past the place a couple years ago where I had had the podcast, I didn't even have my name on anything because I had no idea what this was turning into. And the download from my higher power was you are to share the message of love and the letting go of control with the world, Rachel Harrison. And I kind of looked around like, oh, I'm supposed to put my name on it. I kind of thought, I didn't know what it was going to be. I was afraid for it to be something that was about me. That seemed like a lot. I wasn't ready for that. So I knew enough at that time through doing work with prosperity and visioning and manifesting and the law of attraction to not go around and tell people who couldn't support my decision, this place that I was in my life about having clarity of what the new intention was if they couldn't see the big picture and allow for it to happen. Because you will always find people who will definitely demonstrate for you all the reasons why you shouldn't and can't have what you are dreaming. There are plenty of people. If you go around and you want evidence that you are not enough or that you can't make it, Just open your mouth and start talking to people who don't believe in themselves, who can't see it in themselves and don't see it in your life and don't see it in their own life. You will find people who will cut you down and be dream killers. That is for sure. In this situation, either in a relationship, sometimes this isn't a relationship too, your relationship may not be one where once you've passed the idea stage and you're in the decision stage that they can support you for what these decisions are. You want to be cautious about keeping it to yourself because the only person that it matters of what's happening in your life is you and your connection to higher power, 
your connection to the universal divine as you see it, as you connect with it. Everything else is outside of you. None of those other people are the ones who have the strength and the spiritual power to take the action steps to make this life for you, this thing that you want, that you have dreamt, that you have had the visioning, that you've had the brainstorming for, you've moved into the decision phase. But when you have people who can see it for you, it's so powerful to be able to share it with somebody who can be a cheerleader and allow you to have that exciting, bubbly energy that comes from these ideas that can come, especially the ones that are way out from what you thought were in there in the first place. These ideas that shake the world, these ideas that shake our own lives that create something amazing and beautiful for us that is different than anything we've ever had before. So I had to be cautious about talking to people about Recover Your Soul in the beginning. That was okay because I didn't know what it was yet. I didn't even really have the idea of what direction it was going. But once I had the clarity that this was a specific movement towards a community that becoming a minister meant that I was going to be able to really share this message in new ways, that the spirituality that comes from the spiritual awakening of turning everything over to your higher power and turning the attention to yourself, letting go of control of the outside world, letting go of your ego self needing to be pleased and fulfilled because it never will be, and connect with that inner self that is you then I knew what direction I needed to go. And I needed to be cautious about who I shared that with and who could support me on that. And luckily for me, Rich was one of those people that my husband was supportive and excited and interested in it. Now, that didn't mean that we didn't have bumps along the road between my coming up with this idea over two years ago and now working it full time because I had made money. You know, we have to make money to survive. And so I had a job that was fulfilling and wonderful. I had a salary. And so that part of him, the decision-making part of him, while I was brainstorming about doing more podcasts and having subscriptions and doing groups and coaching clients and all those things. He was excited about those things for me, but he would get caught up in the decision-making part. Is is this going to really do it? Will you be able to replace and increase the money that you make working at the church? Can you see this being your long-term future? And for him, it was about, is he going to be okay? Because he's been the one who has been the income provider, the majority of the income provider our whole life, and it's an extra pressure on him. But once we moved into this place that was different, where we could see the dream together, and he knew that I was responsible for my dream, he wasn't responsible for my dream, something shifted. And a big piece of that was because we now have these terms, these tools that we can talk to each other and say, hey, I just want to start throwing some ideas around. I'm in idea dream mode. No decisions here. What do you think? And that when it's decision mode, then we can allow that opening, that heart space opening 
to bring God into this, bring higher power into this, bring source into this, knowing that everything is going to filter down and work from its highest good place. And it's changed everything. And now I feel like we are speaking the same language much more than we used to. Sometimes we're still speaking different languages, but more often than not, we're speaking the same language. And what I just thought about was how fun it has been to just let him dream whatever it is and have probably things that in the past I would have been a dream killer for because I thought they were too far out there, too expensive. What are we going to do with this? How is this going to happen? Perfect example. A couple weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, he is working on a job down in Denver and there's these classic cars down the street. And he ends up buying this classic car and bringing it home on a trailer. Now, in my old days, I would have had a whole thing about where are we going to keep it? Are you really going to restore it? What's going to happen with it? All of those things, in all honesty, don't matter. Because in that moment, he could A, afford to buy this car, which actually was very inexpensive for classic cars. This is his dream. And he's allowed me to have my dream and to have a complete open space to do this. And so why am I in charge of his dream? And the truth is, he may have this car for a couple years and end up not working on it, and then he can sell it. I don't have to be in charge of the decision-making for his dreams. I can let him have them, and he can let me have mine. Now, if it had been something that really wouldn't have worked for us, financially it was going to put us in a bind, there was major extenuating circumstances that were like, really, this is not going to work out. I think that our healthy relationship that we have now, our healthy communication would allow us to have those discussions. If I had everything I wanted, he had everything he wanted, and we are learning how to meld those together for the best benefit of both people. How can we get and receive the most of what we need and want? I'm sure we would have figured that out. But I'm glad that we have this crazy classic car in our driveway right now that brings him joy just when he walks past it. That's the whole point of life, right? To have joy. And when we free ourselves up to dream and then have clarity in the decision, bring higher power into it, beautiful things come when we allow it to happen. When you're in any situation, look at whether you're speaking the language of ideas and brainstorming, dreaming, or whether you're in the language of decision-making and action steps. Totally different things. Thanks for listening. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change, and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. 
You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.